Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you tune into another episode. And if you are new, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm equally excited to have you join us as well. So the way this podcast works is I share a journal entry of mine from about seven years ago, eight years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then in the thick of the struggle. And so this is a part two episode for my journal entry on August 4th, 2016. So um I continued this entry by writing, I've been reading more of the badass book. It is definitely thought provoking because it has me thinking about my current thought processes, my behaviors. I'm hoping to come across strategies or tools to help manage things. Some of what I've read so far is hard for me to process or relate to. For instance, she discusses the importance of appreciating how special you are. This is a hard thing for me to do because I don't see myself as a special person. I also struggle with giving myself affirmations because I don't necessarily believe them and have a hard time finding the positive within myself. I want to continue on my journey to being comfortable with who I am and genuinely loving myself. I guess it's a good place to start. So um, the best book that I have to is The Yellow um, And um, so I would say it's maybe from 2015, if I had to guess. Anyhow, um, I honestly, because I felt so lost and defeated um, in that place in my life that I was just looking for the answer for how to get out of it, for how to feel better and more comfortable with who I was and the fact that my teaching career didn't turn out the way that I was hoping it would. And so it was all I could do all day, every day was just binge self-help book after self-help book after self-help book. If it was more like the badass type of books where I was looking for um, like motivation to be uplifted and encouraged. And so it actually became an book, but they weren't there. And so the time where I'm going to find the answer. I, I must've missed it the first time, but this is the time that I'm going to find it. This is the time that I'm going to get that little golden nugget that will snap out of this And guess what? It never came. And so um, what I realized reading that book and what I, I with relating um, because, like I said, in that journal entry, I didn't see myself as a special person. I saw myself as the effective almost like as, as a flawed person, because I had been through these things in my childhood and I, I clearly wasn't over them and hadn't gotten past them. 
and they were impacting me as a mom and a wife and just as a person in general. And so there, I felt like, and that was a thought I had, even when I was little, like back to when I was like a toddler, I had this thought like there was something wrong with me and I never really could pinpoint it. I couldn't figure out where it originated from, but I can remember being little thinking like, Oh, no one will ever marry me when I grow up. Like I'll, I'll never be a mom because no one will ever marry me. No one will love me enough to marry me. Like it was just this really unhealthy thing. And I, and I don't know why or where that came from, but it did. And so, um, just like really unhealthy. And so, because I had that such a deep rooted belief of that for me to read that book and believe like you are special, Kim, like you're special because and your soul chose to incarnate into this physical being. Like I literally could not wrap my brain around that at all. That felt so foreign to me and so wrong. Um, Cause I felt like if I've, cause I think I had this belief and I'm like talking now from like projecting back to that time, I feel like if I, in order for me to see myself as special, it would have been like, well, then you wouldn't have experienced It would have made you exempt from all the bad that you experienced. And so that was also really unhealthy to be so fixated on all the bad, but that was really how I was set up to handle it by the therapist. Um, because that was just like the, that was the focus of every single session that I would go to and the need to take medication and, and not being able to cope. And, you know, if you have, if you take the medication, it's going to get you the stairs to climb out of the ditch. And why won't you just take the medication? If you're not taking the medication, then I'll find someone else to help you because I'm a, I'm a problem solver. I'm a social worker. And so I will find someone else who can convince you to take these meds and, and do, and do the med thing. And so I just could not wrap my brain around the, the thought of being special. Um, but plus two, you know, the affirmations that are typically suggested are you are special, you are loved, you are worthy. And in that time, I didn't feel any of those things. So for me to have those affirmations, um, I'd be a part of my daily practice. It just wasn't it didn't, it wasn't believable for me. It didn't feel real. And that's where, um, when I work with clients, I remind them that the affirmations that you're using have to be realistic for what you currently believe just a little step outside of your belief system of yourself and your current reality. Cause if you stretch too far, it's not going to work. It's not going to do you any good because, um, they're unbelievable. It doesn't feel real to you and your brain is going to convince so it's just not a healthy cycle to get into. And so, um, yeah, it was just so hard. And so I read this book and there was really nothing that was tangible in terms of a tool or a strategy to get past what I was going through and experiencing in therapy and with my belief about myself, um, in terms of, you know, not being special and, you know, finding affirmation. a really defeating time, um, to feel so lost and so hopeless, hopeless, um, in terms of not having affirmations to rely on, 
um, not relate to the book. Um, so not to say that the book is bad. It's not about you know everybody's darkness is different so so that worked for her to say affirmations to herself it worked to tell herself that she was a special person it worked that hurts me because um i was in a different place that belief in myself that there was something wrong with me and recognize that everybody has darkness. Granted, it doesn't look the same, um, but we all have it because we're human beings and no life is perfect. I also had to give myself some compassion too, because I was doing some really heavy work and trying to be available for my daughters and being available for my husband and the pets and all of those things that no wonder I was exhausted. No wonder I was miserable because I was taking on way, 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 way too much. And so I, but I couldn't give myself that grace to be like, Kim, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing this inner work. That's really, really hard work. And that in and of itself is what makes you special because you want to break the cycle. You are at that crossroads and you are taking the path unpaved. You are creating the way you are paving that path for yourself and for your daughters and for their children and their children and ch their children. And that is incredibly powerful. And so I just, like I said, I was so dark, so deep in the darkness that I couldn't see any glimmer of light. I couldn't see any glimmer of sparkle or hope uh, in that, in that time. And so I wish I had because. allowed me to be less I'm um, just the thought of like him you're not the only one going through this lots of people go through this um but then I also beat myself up saying like oh you know what you've gone through in your life isn't as bad as what other people have gone through and they can handle it better than you so get it together Kim why are you making the you know why are you so incapable of handling things like what is your problem and so um again you know there's the negative self-talk the lack of self-compassion the lack of you know having grace for myself and so i really wish that i could have had a different perspective of life at that time because i think it would have made things easier for me um giving myself permission to not put so much pressure on myself to do whatever books, you know, self-help books, personal books were saying to do, not putting so much pressure on myself to and getting over what I had been through. Like him, you've been through some shit. What a battering ram to beat yourself. Look at all I've been through and look how, look at where I've come. Like I've literally come out on the other side. It hasn't always been pretty. It hasn't always been easy, but I'm doing it. I'm not giving up. I'm continuing on. I'm trudging through, you know, so I couldn't even allow myself to celebrate where I had been and where I was. And so um, and so I think that was the hard part in all of it was that, you know, I was just looking for relief. Um, I was doing that and giving my power away still. I was giving my power away to the past 
because um, it was literally all consuming for me. It was what I thought about morning to night from the minute that my feet hit the floor and the minute my head hit the pillow at night, it was all I thought about. I just perseverated on all of the bad over and over and over and over and over instead of giving myself a chance to say like, good for you, Kim, you see what you've been through. You don't want it to define you and you are actively trying to change things. Good job. Good for you. And so that would have been a heck of a game changer, I think. Plus two, giving myself permission to leave the therapist that I was with soon. I did. Um, to find someone who was a better fit and with putting my foot down more and saying from people, I need, I need your help. Yes, Pete, you are not going to the office in the morning because you don't have anything on your schedule. You're giving me this hour and a half. You know, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't think I was deserving of that or worthy of that. And so I think had I done those, if I had done those things in 2016, been able to foster the sense of being a special person, a person who is deserving of support and guidance and compassion and grace. I think that would have been the game changer for me. Um, maybe not on like all of it, but uh, maybe on a small level, it would have just given me maybe some space to be able to catch my breath. Um, because th that was the problem too. I often was running, 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 running that I didn't give myself space to be able to catch my breath to say, I need something. I am deserving of this you know, I'm doing this hard work and it's not always easy. And it does feel shitty sometimes that I need something. I need something. I don't know what it is, but I have to give myself the time and the space to figure it out so that I can ask for what I need. And so I think that's, you know, that really would have been more helpful in that time than, you know, convincing myself I was the special person trying to rely on affirmations that weren't necessarily helpful. Um, but feeling like I had to do the affirmations because, you know, that's what the book said to do and affirm Oh, everybody's doing affirmations. And I say everybody, like, I didn't know who was doing affirmations or not because I wasn't really on social media that much in 2016, just barely on social media, not even with my real name not even with my real name. So I think I was probably seeing, um, you know, people just posting affirmations like, Oh, motivation Monday, thoughtful Thursday. And like doing, you know, your typical quotes or whatever. And so it was a still, I'll say somewhat of a foreign concept for me, the whole affirmations thing. And so I was, because it didn't feel natural or right. I was doing it the way that the book said to do it, which was not working for me. So I think that's really the the biggest thing. If you're in this struggle now and you're devouring self-help books, looking for the answer, continue reading them, but do from a place of where you're not so desperate to get the answer from that book, because, um, they're more designed to just give you some like little light bulb moments, some aha moments that sites. But really the, if you want some bang for your buck, work with, work with an, a tapping practitioner, work with a certified life coach. I would be more than happy to help you because I can see what you can't see. 
because it's hard to see our own shit when we're standing in it. Plus two, there's accountability. So I can give you strategies. I can give you tools. I can give you affirmations that are aligned with where you are right now. And you're not doing something that doesn't feel right, which is a waste of time and energy. And it causes frustration and this perpetual feeling of hopelessness. And so so yes, read the self-help books because you might find something in there. I always, I still read self-help books because I really think they're interesting. I always like to get other people's perspectives, but I read them from a different place now. I don't read them as the end all be all in terms of this is it. This is going to be the thing that changes my life. I read it to say like, oh, well, what's their perspective on this? Or, oh, well, what do they experience? Oh, well, you know, what, what can I take away from that? Um, and so I read them with a different motivation now. So Ultimately, at the end of the day, though, whatever you choose to read, know that you is this is like, you know, kind of like, okay, Kim, you couldn't see that you were special, but you want me to see that I am. Yes, I do. Because I believe that we all are special. I'm in a much different place now. And I can see that we're all here on this planet for a different purpose. And so and that in and of itself makes us special. The fact that we chose to incarnate into this body and to this time makes it special. And so we all have a different gift that we bring to the table. And that is what makes us special. And so, um, you know, just use your affirmations as you see fit. You could see that I am starting to believe that I am special, or I would like to believe that I am special. I would like to know that I am deserving. I want others to know that I am deserving so that I can put boundaries, but whatever. There's so many different ways that you can create an affirmation, but do it in a way that it feels current. It feels relevant and it doesn't feel so far-fetched that you're, A, don't believe it, and then you're going to stop doing it. So if you need help creating affirmations, please reach out. I'm happy to help you do that. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode. If you feel like this episode would help a friend, please feel free to share because the more the merrier. And if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of guidance, support, and really a one-stop shop resource for us women. Because let's face it, ladies, we have got to stick together. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.